the nature of your thoughts, gentlemen, when you say you move your lips in a particular way? You not see how haphazard this audit is. The devil is in the detail. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a cover-up. There will be plenty of time for questions. And those questions will be evaded at all costs. That's why I go to Tom Korski and get the answers. He is managing editor of Black Lock Supporter. Hello there, Tom. Hi, Alex. Busy? <laughs> oh, there's yeah. It's 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 going to be, yeah. and it's going to get more busy. It's going to get it's going to get pretty wild. Uh, House is back next week, so wait for that. Yeah, uh, can you imagine? Uh, yeah, because they're not sitting this week. Question period would be uh, awfully fun right now. But nonetheless, uh, Trudeau, as you heard, is standing by uh, his Liberal MP Han Dong of uh, Don Valley North, and um, the this particular MP welcomes an investigation. Because um, he doesn't want to be smeared with this whole thing. This is uh, the co-chair of the Canada-China Legislation Association. He's denied all wrongdoing, Tom. But uh, I think, you know, he invites or welcomes an investigation because it won't be an independent investigation. Well, I, or he says that because he doesn't have a choice. And that's because yesterday <laughs> a very important thing happened. The, the Liberals lost the votes. Cabinet lost the votes. So there are now enough votes in the House of Commons to force... Actually, even a judicial inquiry under the Inquiries Act. So they've lost control of this. There has to be an investigation. It's very interesting that these professional politicians didn't understand the politics of this. I'm not sitting there being the world's smartest man. This is common sense. When the police chief walks into your office and says, we have a problem, what he just did is made it your problem. The question really isn't whether the member for Don Valley North is a red spy. The question is, was Cabinet told, as we understand, three years ago that there was a problem with this guy, and they did nothing, and they let him run for Parliament twice? That's the question. That's where it gets really awkward. Yeah. So just so I can get clarification, because there's a whole bunch of parts, and they're moving kind of so quickly at this point, it's hard to keep up. But Jagmeet Singh has come out now and said that he does want an independent inquiry. And it was the NDP and Liberal who kind of stacked the committee that they've got now investigating uh, China. And so is that the committee you're talking about? Have the NDP flipped on that and are saying, look, we want uh, results? Because they had been blocking people like Katie Telford uh, and certain documents from being released. Is that now completely up in, uh, in question now? Parliamentary committee can't do it unless they really want to roll up their sleeves. And the pushback is unbelievable. It gets very intense. There are a mm. bunch of logistical rules, you know, if the puck goes past the blue line, it's offside, that you're stuck with in parliamentary committees. They can, but almost never do, subpoena documents, force witnesses to swear in under threat of perjury. Well, an inquiry can do that at the drop of a hat. You saw it with the mm -hmm. Public Order Emergency Commission. Just get down to it. The problem is that no one really trusts Cabinet on this because they have kept all evidence shows they didn't give a damn in the first place. So that mm -hmm. means someone has to look at it. That's asking a lot of an ordinary mom-and-pop House Affairs Committee to uncover subterfuge by the, by the People's Republic of China. That's why we have judicial inquiries. Where do you think this is going? I think, they, I think they've lost control of it, and I don't think they have a yeah. choice now. I think there will be an investigation, and it's not going to be clever questioning by MPs and committees. I think someone's gone under oath. And whether there is uh, evidence found, what you will establish, and everything points to this, is this shocking indifference by cabinet 
when they were told by the police that there was a problem. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, nonetheless. Well, maybe uh, Jerry, Jerry Butt seems to have changed his tune since Friday, so uh, stay tuned on that. Um, meanwhile, they have banned, um, announced as yesterday on Monday, that they were banning TikTok from government devices effective today. Yet the Treasury Board uh, that made the decision would not explain why it previously approved $2.2 million worth of ads that it bought on TikTok since 2020. So... That. That's some way to run a railway, eh? What does that tell you? Here's, exactly. This. So, so here's the president of the Treasury Board, Monoforge, shocked, shocked that this Chinese app, TikTok, used by all the kids, is just a data mine. And in her words, it presents an unacceptable level of risk to privacy and security. Hey, Mona. Hey, hey Mona. You spent $2.2 million advertising on TikTok since 2020. What was up with that? It, it tells you that they're not really serious about this any more than when the chief of police walked in and said, watch for this guy in Don Valley North because there's something about this that we don't like. You know, I understand everything is politics all the time, except when those circumstances when it's not. And national security and questions of privacy and security is one of those questions. And so far, the cabinet's not doing a great job, uh, Alex. No, but there's no question. I mean, our Five Eye partners are watching all of this, and they were already irritated with us, um, you know, which is why they're having secret meetings without us involved, you know, whether it's Australia, America, and Britain. They're just kind of leaving us out. So they're watching all of this. Whether And so I'm not sure. They had no choice but to do this with TikTok. I'm just – I'd say I'd be surprised at the swift – you know, nature of their move. But again, it's like the U.S. is already moving to this and uh, they didn't have a choice. Oh, and European Co- Commission, absolutely. This has already been done. But, but if you're going to ban it, why were you advertising on it in the first place? Yeah. What, yeah. What's, what are you doing? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, uh, you um, reported a hell of a story that uh, I think um, just irritates me further, but I think it does a lot of Canadians. And this is this uh, swearing of an oath at a citizenship ceremony, which we have done for the last uh, 67 years. And, you know, that apparently is going to turn into just a click of a button on a computer as of, you know, July 1st. And I look at this, Tom, and correct me where I'm wrong, is, you know, they've got this 358,000 waiting list to get through. They they just want to clear the backlog. My concern is that they're going to normalize cutting corners, which I don't think does anything. That's it. They couldn't even do that. That's it. That's exactly what the reason. That's exactly what it is. They So legal requirement. This has been upheld in federal court, by the way. We don't care if you pay your citizen fee, $630, or pass the citizenship test. Most people do. If you don't take an oath at a public ceremony, it's a law. You are not a citizen. That's been upheld. That's not a technicality or formality. And you talk to people who have taken these oaths, mm-hmm. eyes forward, Plain, clear voice, raise your right hand at shoulder height, and you swear allegiance to your country. And there are people who've gone through that ceremony, brings tears to their eyes, absolutely beautiful. Well, here's the Citizen and Immigration Department. They couldn't even get this right. They have a two-year waiting list for citizens who paid their fees and passed their tests, a two-year waiting list, Alex, to attend a 45-minute ceremony to take a 30-second oath. What was their solution? We'll just go on a government website and click a box. But they had to change the regulations, which is the only reason we found out about it. They had to send a legal notice out on Saturday. It makes people sad. 
I think most of us have taken an oath at one time or another when you marry or legal proceeding, perhaps. It's always a very sober and profound moment. And I'm impressed that the Department of Citizenship thought this was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, just kind of, you know, diminishing this country every day seems to be their specialty. So this is a proposal or is this a thing? Oh, they've served legal notice and all they have to do is serve legal notice twice. That's a legal requirement. It's called Gazette 1 and Gazette 2. They served Gazette 1 and they said, we're doing this. Oh, we're going to don't go. We're going to have fake consultation. Don't, don't you know, that's fine because they can't do You know, they can't even they can't do this quickly. But it's their intention. There's one guy who can stop it. His name is Sean Fraser. He's Minister of Immigration. Mm-hmm. I think Fraser's a smart politician from Nova Scotia. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't put a stop to this nonsense. But boy, oh boy, you said it. A legal requirement in our country since 1947. Hundreds of thousands, millions have done this. You, can, uh, you don't have to search to find someone who's taken a citizenship oath in public staring at a citizenship judge or a mayor, and it was absolutely beautiful. And they want to turn this into a box-clicking exercise because they don't know how to arrange meetings anymore, Alex. Well, if we can't value Canadian traditions, why should we expect anyone else to do so? I just want to quickly um, fit this one in because I don't really understand why this is even being talked about at the federal level, but uh, apparently Parliament should mandate rent controls, according to a report um, and that would uh, be the federal housing advocate uh, naming corporations accused of violating tenants' rights. Uh, this is not their jurisdiction. Why are they weighing into rent control? Federal housing advocate mandated by an act of parliament uh, that passed in 2019. A excellent question. Uh, I think it's a rhetorical question, but they uh, published this report, and it is... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's something. They actually looked at the 1975 Anti-Inflation Act that the current Prime Minister's father introduced and thought it was a success story. And they want Parliament to mandate uh, federal rent controls. It's ne- never going to happen. Oh, by the way, the 1975 Act, numerous studies were done. That was the old wage and price controls. My goodness, it was controversial in the day. It did a great job of controlling wages, not so much on prices, generally rated a failure. If you want to stop construction of rental housing in Canada, pass federal rent controls. Yeah. Stay tuned on that one. All right, lots to go on, but we will, of course, uh, talk with you on Thursday, and who knows what can break by then. (laughs) Thank Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Tom. That is Tom Korski with Black Locks Reporter, subscription-based, worth every penny because they get things covered.